Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratch, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Well, welcome back for another episode of the Cobra Cast for the Present VP. I'm the host, Ricky Rifty, the Prez Logan. Got my co-host, Ricky Et Dog VP Etridge. Welcome to the podcast and welcome, Et Dog. Mate, how are you on this uh, fine, fine week? Oh, man, I'm doing all right. It's, we've had a bit better weather this week, so yeah, it's been good. That's nah, a bit warmer over here than what it is in Tokyo, that's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah, well, just, just a smidge warmer, yeah. <laughs> just a smidge. Yeah, mate. So, uh, off to Tokyo today. Yeah. Um, this is that second trip to Japan? To Japan? Yeah, second yeah. trip oh, to Japan. I've been a couple yeah, of times, yeah. second club. Yeah. Yeah. And then, obviously, you know, the great Matty Gale gets a mention, of course, because he, yeah, you know, he's I, a legend around those parts. I still haven't gone back and listened See, he's never gone. I'm, so I think I mentioned in the chat, I'm positive he mentioned about his first game snagging 13 across in uh, Japan. So we've got to get a fact check. Maybe Matty gave us a bit more than what he kicked and gave us 15 where he actually <laughs> kicked 13. But, you know, just check, fact, fact check that one. Yeah. No, he's, a, he's a, you know, a legend over there. So I don't think he'd get away with putting too much mayo on it and you know when even when somebody else brings him up without us even provoking that you know his name just comes up organically already so yeah that is a very very good point mate now uh pretty exciting mate this time next week we'll be running around for our second training of the year first one being monday the first and second one obviously being a week from today Mate, how keen are you to get back on that beautiful, beautiful Edinburgh Reserve deck? Well, mate, I'll tell you what, it's it's looking, it is looking amazing. Um, and like it always is, it's, you know, there's barely a blade of grass out of place there. And, and yeah, mate, I can't wait to get down there and, and run around and have a kick with the boys. And, mate, it'd be good because not too long and season will be kicking off. Yeah, man. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully in a handful of weeks, mate, we can uh, give a little bit of detail on our first game. Due to the fact that it's going to be, it hopefully, going to be a little bit different to normal and a special, uh, almost a standalone game or standalone match day, I guess you'd call it. Hopefully, don't want to give out too much information to the blokes that, in case it doesn't happen and we look like fools. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Stay tuned. We'll uh, hopefully we'll have an update about. Our, our fixture and, and our, our special round one uh, but, sooner rather than later. But, but more importantly, mate, when we do get back to playing, it's going to be the uh, the Cobra Cast Monday Night Special. With the yeah. Game that's, reviews, mate. That's, that's the main thing everyone, wants, everyone cares about. Yeah, just going through the goal tallies. Yeah. And, you know, 
How many a dog kick? How many fattest kicks? Safe to say that if I don't uh, kick a goal for a game, mate, there'll be no mention of goals today. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? They'll be like, oh, no, don't worry about it. We'll do a recap this week. Yeah. No point. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, but fattest kick 10. Ah, fuck it, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, could, couldn't care less, mate. I actually am a little bit concerned. I reckon it will be a few Mondays, but I'm just, I'm going to be still being, I'll be still be sore from the Saturday morning and night, and I'll be still, I'll be here on a Sunday, Monday night just going, oh, fuck, why did, I, why did we agree to do this? This is just one of the worst decisions we've ever had. But thankfully, it's only going to be a short thing. Now, as I uh, mentioned last week, Mark, we're going, we're going to do a new segment in our, in our podcast now, the uh, Local Business Matters or whatever your, your local business shout outs, we want to call it, mate. And, uh, Last week, obviously, it was uh, Grazing Sweets Co. were the, the shout-outs. And they, you know, nice people down there gave a nice little shout-out and said that uh, anybody that orders anything over 50 bucks and you know, is a subscriber to the Cobra Cast to get a 5% discount. Mate, oh, very you're nice. making money. All you got to do is subscribe to a podcast and you say 5%. That's it, mate. You mate. Can't go wrong. Nah. And uh, I was thankful enough to go home from work the other day and... I actually popped in to say to the wife and nice little tray of, tray of goodies that were there. And oh, the uh, the big heart brand, the big brands that they're making. Oh, but appetite, mate. That was delicious. Yeah, nice. And, mate, get on to it because they got um, Valentine's Day. They'll get you covered for Valentine's Day. Yeah, so the, uh, the can, strawberries uh, dipped in chocolate are very nice. But, mate, you'll bring one to the table this week. Yeah, mate. Um, so we're going sweet again because, you know, we both have sweet tooth. So, um, and this one's real sweet. It's called Sweet Mimi D. So that's sweet, M I M I D E E S on Facebook, Sweet Mimi D's. Um, and they're, so it's a little bit different to what you've, you've probably had before. This is uh, traditional Mauritian desserts and finger sized sweet treats. So, uh, a good friend of mine has started this business doing sort of some family recipes and decided to, you know, make it into a little business. So, yeah, Sweet Mimi D's, you can get these uh, Napolitanes and uh, these banana tarts and all sorts of different things. But they, they do a whole range of um, stuff and they do, they've got vegan options available as well as gluten-free options. And they can cater to, you know, allergies and stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, check them out on Facebook, Sweet Mimi D. Boy, does it look delicious. Yeah, mate, they look good. And I I still haven't got to try them yet. So um, I'm looking forward to getting to try some soon. But, yeah, those Napolitans look amazing. They've got peanut butter and jelly ones and the melting moments peanut butter and jelly melting moments and chocolate slice and lemon mini melts and mini baked Delicious. cheesecakes or so yeah they they got a fair fair range and like i said they can cater to allergies and vegan and all that stuff as well so yeah go check them out on facebook sweet mimi d's oh mate hopefully uh hopefully you get your hands on some of them shortly mate and i'll tell you what my reckon uh Ladies Day at the club this year could be a bit of a bit of a sweet night with all these ones. We might need to work out some deals with them and just put on a nice little grazing platters and nibbles yeah. for the uh, for the ladies of the club. And, uh, are we going to be in the good books or what? Oh shit, yeah, absolutely. Jesus, so maybe we'll get some sweet mimi D's. We'll get some grazing sweet co platters down there, and mate, we'll be we'll be 
in the good books for a long time. So yeah, so we'll be in the good books until we hide it all in the storeroom and then just edit between ourselves. <laughs> they can't or, find it. <laughs> or you get too drunk and eat it all yourself and that would be me later in the night. I'm not <laughs> much of a sweet I'm not much of a sweet tooth when I'm eating when I'm drinking beer. It's it's the next day that the uh I'm just just I am shocking after a big night big night in the beers the next day I just love me sweet stuff. So uh but mate, we're off to uh Tokyo today, as I said, to the Goannas. Um good chat with Tom. Uh, when we do this up two weeks ago? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago now. So yeah. it's, it's it's quite strange because I'm so used to we're so, we're so used to for a long time last year banging out ten episodes in a week. I'm now forgetting when we do them. I actually remembered when we done episodes when we're doing so many than I'm now. It's like I actually literally said the other day, I'm like, oh, we've actually got a few lined up, forgetting we're now once a week. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, yeah, let's get into it. We're speaking to Tom from the Tokyo Goannas. Um, enjoy this one, and we'll catch you next week with uh, Pakistan. All right, today we'd like to welcome Tom Bowes, the president of the Tokyo Goannas. Thanks for joining us, mate. Yeah, guys. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Yeah. Ah, yeah, pleasure, mate. Uh, thanks for jo- jumping online and uh, chatting to us about the, the Goannas over there. But before we get into the team, uh, I'd just like to know how you came across Aussie Rules over in Japan. Yeah, um, I've been here, I came in 2013. Um, I'm a Sydney boy originally, um, but my dad's from Melbourne and grandfather from Adelaide. So I was, I was brought up on footy. Um, I, I went, I tried playing a few times as a teenager and kept getting injured. Um, and then I'd started playing at university first game. I got a serious injury again. So I actually gave it up then aged 18, uh, and took up umpiring, um, did that all through uni. So when I, when I got to Japan the first time, I just thought we tried to meet some Aussies. I, I looked up the club and said, oh, do you need an umpire? Um, so then that's how I kind of joined the club. Um, but that's uh, seven years ago now and th- through the training and sort of getting back into it, I've kind of gone back to playing, uh, which has been nice. Um, and yeah, the, the club's been a great part of my life in Japan and, you know, hopefully will be. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's probably something that um, most clubs don't have the luxury of is getting somebody's uh, experienced umpire to come over and, and, uh, you know, help out with the club. Were they very embracive of you, bringing those umpire skills to the to the goanas and helping them out in that way? Yeah, well, they were in theory, right? It was like awesome that I think the first game I went to, we went to Osaka, and they're like to Osaka, we're bringing an umpire, and everyone's like, that's good because you know the players don't have to do it. Then I think I think my interpretation was a bit stricter than what they were used to, um, <laughs> so I think they're sort of regretting it um, after a few minutes. But yeah. <laughs> taking this game too serious for their likings over there <laughs> um so how long have you played now for the goannas and, and yeah sort of how many games you played for the club now um i think i started probably playing 2017 um played three years and we usually get about eight games a year in what's called the a-league in japan so it's Number of clubs varies, but there's five clubs at the moment. So we play the other the other four twice, uh, and then have finals. Um, and then we also have we go to Asian champs every now and then, and have tournaments in Japan as well. 
Um, so I haven't played a whole lot of games, but um, it, it's been a great club to be a part of. So you are our second trip across to Japan. We've spoken to Matty Gar from the Osaka uh, Dingoes. So they're obviously not part of the A-League. So this is our first venture into an A-League club. So um, what, what are the other clubs that are in the A-League? Yeah, so the A-League kind of centered around Tokyo. So when I, when I arrived in 2013 as the umpire, that was the first game was actually playing Osaka. I think it might have been Matty Gale's first game as well. And I think he kicked 13 against us and they beat us by about 100. And yeah, some of the guys who are my best mates now certainly didn't really appreciate me paying the, you know, dragging the ball in rule and things like that, <laughs> circumstances. Um, it was awesome to watch uh, Matty and, and, you know, on field he's... He's a giant, but yeah, obviously off field for Asian footy, he's been a giant as well. Um, there's a bit, so, uh, three of the clubs in Tokyo are university guys. Um, so they're quite young and it was costing them a lot of money to try, go and play games in Osaka and Nagoya was in it then as well. So I think the competition took the view to let's make it more focused on Tokyo. Um, and then, yeah, there's the three university clubs and then an all age club. And then Goannis, um, and we we have some Japanese players, but we're mostly Aussie or, or expat guys. Yeah, nice. So, um, what position did you play? Um, pretty much, you know, off the bench. Um, yeah, I, I, I tried playing back a bit, but yeah, it wasn't quick enough to go with the guys. So I kind of I go off the wing and um, you know sneak around the forward line. Yeah, no, that's not a not a bad thing. That sneak around the forward line. Um. One thing I'd like to know, do you have a certain number that you like to wear or just whatever's in the kit bag? Yeah, I got new jerseys and I asked for 15. There's a Sydney, I'm a Swans man, and I always liked the way Kieran Jack played. Um, but then I lost that jersey on a night out, so I'm actually wearing 13 now um, just because that was the other one left. So, yeah. That must have been a big night out then. <laughs> it's rare to lose something in Japan, you know. Japanese people—you can lose anything, and you usually get it back. Um, so I was counting on, um, counting on getting it back. Yeah, they were probably just—they were probably just confused. What is this weird-looking yeah. top that they've got? That's a odd material with a number of the yeah, with a strange reptile on it. Yeah. yeah, no sleeves. What the hell's going on here? This doesn't look like a basketball jumper. It doesn't look like a soccer top. What's going on? Um, you see, you're from Sydney, but your dad's from Melbourne and stuff. So, who do you follow in the AFL? You stuck with the Swans? Yeah, I grew up following the Swans. Yeah. Um, I sort of started going in the early 90s, I think, kind of, you know, dark days for the Swans. Um, but then it's, it's been a pretty good uh, pretty good investment for the, for the last 20 years. Um, yeah. Yeah, nice. And so, you mentioned Kieran Jack before. Is he your favorite player of all time? Uh, I always liked him. I liked that he was a Sydney boy, um, came through the local um, clubs. Um, I think probably Mickey O was probably probably my top. Um, it was around the time, I think, so I was going the early 90s when we just never won. And then he showed up and just just played with um, such joy. And, you know, you, as a kid, you're just like, wow, this is, um, uh, this is something different. And then, yeah, have, having the long career he had, yeah, he's prob probably the number one. Yeah, nice. He's uh, quite an electric player, and uh, one of the all-time great moments is him uh, going off at the crowd against West Coast. There, getting in the face of the the, the crowd. There, that was one of those images that'll just forever be in your brain, I reckon. Um, so, when and how were the the Goanas first founded? Yeah, it goes back a fair way. Um, so. 
sort of can go through it as far as I, I know the story. Um, I think there were always a few Aussies just kicking a footy around through the 80s. Um, but then in the mid 80s, um, a Japanese TV station actually organised for footy to be played in Japan. And they bought out Carlton and Hawthorne first, I think. And then the next year it was Essendon and Hawthorne. And they played it at a big baseball stadium, uh, put it on national TV and got, got a huge crowd. And they actually organised for two universities in Japan to play a warm-up game. And so they had to teach the university kids who were mainly either rugby or soccer players how to play over a few weeks. Um, and I think some Aussie guys then were obviously like call, called into action to help with that. And through that, both the Goannas uh, as sort of the Aussie expat club and also the Japan AFL kind of started. And a lot of the Japanese guys that run the A-League and the tournament now, you know, are still part of that original generation. Um, the two teams actually sort of were coached by Kevin Sheedy and Alan Jeans at the time. Uh, they left They left a, a great legacy, you know, what are we, 30, 35 years on now. Um, and I think there's probably 250 players in Japan. Jeez, so, that, that's fantastic. That's an incredible story. Um, never actually knew that. So, but why did they take the name the Goannas? Yeah. Um, in If you write it in Japanese, there's like Go and Ana. And Go is the is the symbol for Australia. And then Ana is a symbol for whole. So apparently it was Aussie assholes. But yeah. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. Was he expecting that answer? That's, uh, that's one of the creative. Movies. Very yeah. creative. Yeah, I like it. So um, how did the club decide on the uh, the colours and the jumper that they were going to wear? Yeah, I mean, this is all sort of has been told to me, and yeah. you know, told to someone, and then told to me. But um, through Chinese whispers, you can make it what you want it to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it actually, it, it links to the Swans as well. Um, I think someone called up the AFL for a bit of help saying that, you know, we got a good thing going here. These Japanese guys are playing. We want to set up a club. And it might have been around the time that they were going to boot the Swans out, but they just asked for gear. And I think someone at the AFL looked in a cupboard and found their Swans jerseys and sent them over. Um, so the, the photos from the early 90s is the proper Swans jersey, I think, with a white back and the um, opera house on it. Um, and they kind of went through a few stages from that, but uh, that, that's why it's the red and white. Yeah. So, do you know when the ga- the clubs like who the clubs first game was against and how they went back then? They, I think, early days they kind of played Goannas against the rest, um, and the Japanese. So the Japanese guys would all mix together, and they called themselves the Samurais. Um, so on the like. A-League Trophy Cup, you know, the first premierships are like either Goannas or Samurais. I think they're basically only two teams for a while. Um, But then some of the universities that played in Japan were strong enough to have their own team and they split split into clubs in the early 2000s, I think. And since then, it's been like a multi-team competition. Um, But then Goannas as well were like big players in the Asian football, you know, going over to Singapore, Hong Kong, um, doing tours then. Um, there were a lot more Aussies in Japan in the 90s because the economy was really big. Um, and then like Japan kind of had an economic crash in the 90s, which probably affected the numbers. Um, but hopefully it's building back again now. Yeah, I think it's bloody common, isn't it, with uh, clubs all around the world. You know, the Aussies are over there when the economy is going well. And then as soon as it crashes, they piss off and bloody 
just chasing dollars everywhere. But um, <laughs> well, I think it was a double whammy in the nineties because the Australian economy was very bad, so people would finish school or uni and actually think they'd do better in Japan. And a whole lot of guys coming over then, um, which it, it, it's kind of the opposite now. It's like it's pretty hard to get a job here um, as an as a foreigner. But yeah. Yeah. So how do you guys go about recruiting new players to the club now? Well, I think we just rely on, you know, same as way I got in touch. Like, um, Aussies that are sent over with work or come as students, uh, we'll just Google us, look us up on Facebook or Instagram and, and get in touch. Um, but we've, we've really been trying over the last few years to recruit the Japanese players as well. Um, so there's two, two really strong university teams. And when the guys graduate university, they have to join a different team. So we've been really pleased that a few of them have come and joined us. Um, rather than, you know, the more Japanese-focused teams. Yeah, that, that's great. Um, also interesting, the fact that they play in the league as play open uh, university and then they finish university and they've got to go off. I imagine that um, the university teams would be uh, very quick and agile, being the fact that they're a younger, younger generation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that, yeah. Like we had, it was the... Not the samurai. The samurais are the Japanese team that rep- they represent at the International Cup, aren't they? Is it the samurai? That's right. Yeah. Uh, what's the other international team they've got? Um, the yeah, so actually the, the seniors is the samurais and yep. then the university team is the Warriors. Yep. So we had the Warriors. So uh, last year, the Warriors came to Melbourne and then went yep. to International Cup. Yeah, we, I think in 2017, I think it might have been, we actually had the Warriors play um, at Sandown on a Thursday night down at our yeah. home ground. So that was fantastic. And, you know, they, Rifty can agree with me, they were quick and they were fit. And Absolutely. I was, you know, that was, they were actually quite incredible to watch the um, young fellas. But um, whereabouts do you guys get to train and play? Obviously, I'd imagine Japan wouldn't have that uh, much space you know, open space to yeah. train on. Yeah, it's that's a real issue. Um, we, our training grounds, we've just got a little bit of grass near a river, uh, which isn't too far. We can get the train about 10 minutes from Shibuya. Um, we go there on Sunday afternoons, um, but there's no goalposts or anything. Um, but then to play, you know, league games, we're basically playing on rugby fields, you know, around Tokyo. Uh, but it's usually an hour, an hour and a half on the train to get there. Yeah, nice. Um, you guys are also the uh, currently just won the uh, the premiership in the A League last year. Am I correct? Yeah. Yes. Um, that was a, about a month ago, I guess. Yeah, so quite recent. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. Um, we unfortunately couldn't have any crowd there with COVID. Um, so it's just kind of the players and officials, which was a shame. Um, yeah, a lot of Aussies here have been waiting all year for it you know, have a party, yeah. have a, make, make a bit of an event of it. Um, but the, the crowd was cancelled at the last minute. Against the Eastern Hawks. Yeah. Um, so I think we, we've won the last two premierships, um, which is nice. But, I mean, we didn't win for three years before that. So it's, it's not like we always win. <laughs> but you also um, managed to live stream the game, didn't you, on the, uh, that day? Because yeah. the, the crowds were cancelled like only a couple of days out. So you guys actually managed to live stream the game on Facebook or somewhere on the internet. And that was fantastic to see that you guys were managed, managed to do that. Oh, it's amazing. It's not us either. Like, so 
that's a great thing about Japan. Like we can, all we've got to do is put our team together and then the Japan AFL book the grounds, run the league and even, yeah, live stream the games with commentators and doing like halftime interviews and everything, which is really awesome um, for us. Uh, and, and a credit to them, you know, they're basically volunteers, but they, they're investing so much effort in trying to promote the game. Um, they also do like a weekly bilingual TV show you know, talking about the highlights of the games on the weekend and, you know, highlighting something about the rules um, just to try to grow the game um, and, and grow the competition. That sounds, sounds awesome. And, uh, mate, yeah, good to be a part of that and, you know, have some success and get it live streamed uh, on, on Facebook and whatnot. It'd be awesome. Um, how, how have you guys gone in uh, getting sponsors for the club and, and maintaining those sorts of sponsors for the club? Um, it's been it's challenged as I, I think any any amateur club would would say. Um, but we recently got a, a kind of name sponsor, which is really exciting um, for us. It's a, an Aussie um, home like mortgage broker and tax advisor called Smats. So um, they they kind of specialise in helping expats expat Aussies who want to come back to Australia. You know, put their savings towards a home loan or towards something else. Um, so it's, it's a good fit for us, and they, they've been a huge help to us. So. Yeah, if everyone watching, um, they're operating in Australia as well, you know, check out our Facebook or Instagram and, and, and click click through. Um, but that aside, we've got the usual. we got we got the pub and the physio. Um, yeah, the, the usual names. No, very nice. Um, and so you being the president, what sort of, uh, you know, things does your role entail and, and, you know, how long have you been with the title of president of the Goannas? Yeah, um, I think I was out of Japan for a bit and came back in 17, I think. And then I've been president since then. And, um, yeah, always uh, on the lookout for anyone who wants to put their hand up and take over, um, of course. But I think I think the main job description is kind of getting, getting sponsors and making sure the club's got enough money to run. But then, you know, as you guys would, would know from doing a similar job, like if there's anything to be done, it often just falls back on you as well. So buying the gear and making sure all the players have got, got the shirts or booking the table for the party after the game, that kind of thing. Um, but um, we get a lot of help. Like we've got a lot of really, um, really capable guys in the, in the club uh, and a good culture. So yeah, I can always call on um, some of the other guys to, to help out too. Yeah. You say that, uh, you know, I've, I was in similar positions. We didn't understand it all falls back on to us normally. I think we spoke for maybe 20 minutes before you jumped on. All 20 minutes was, okay, Rifty, I've done this today. What have you done? Okay, you've done this. All right, I'm just running through stuff that we need help. No one's given us a hand. What I do want to know, though, no, that's right. was how did you become president? Because one of the best ways that we had it explained to us once, every, everyone that's president never wants to be president. They are... It was called a lucky door prize one day. And I think that describes it the best of every president we've ever spoken to. I think, yeah. So I think that first year I came, I wasn't playing, just umpiring. Um, and then the guys pushed me into coach the next year because the coach we had went back to Australia. Um, and then I, I think you kind of get on this kind of conveyor belt where you just go through all the jobs. And we had a couple of guys who we did the similar, you know, they coach one year, president the next year. Um, but with me, I kind of went through the steps and then just just never got off the top, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, like over that period of time, I think the Japanese side of the football's got really strong. 
and also the Japanese contingent for Goannas has also got really strong. So it's been a real pleasure to be part of that and kind of have a bit warmer relations with the Japan AFL. So, you know, it, I enjoy the job, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just being, being the kind of buck stops here position, as, as you guys mentioned, it's, you know, I, you know, I've done all this, I've done all this. And then the guy's like, yeah, that's great. Keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we, we definitely understand that just once would like a, you know, good job, boys. You're doing well. It's just once now. <laughs> be nice. But um, so as you said, you know, sometimes it's all about it having to just, you know, book the table at the pub after the game. What do you guys do socialize? You know, do you guys go on end of season trips? Do you have trivia nights? Or, you know, what's the social side like at the uh, Goannas? Yeah, I mean, it's a massive part of it, usually. But then, obviously, last year was was different. Um, so, hopefully, we can pick things up again. Um we, we have a sponsor pub uh, in Rapongi where, and we have a big grand final party there, which has been going you know, forever um, and gets, gets a ton of people coming for that. It's always, always a great day. Um, otherwise, yeah, we have a start of season function and an awards night. You know, we'd usually be having kind of our BNF now for the season just finished, but we're, we're not allowed to just now. So um, we'll hold out for that. Um, so we, I think, when I arrived, there were a lot of families in the club. So there used to be family picnics and things like that, which is really nice. Um, the character of the team's changed a bit. A few younger guys, which is which is good. It make, almost makes things easier in that, you know, there's a, a lot of nights out, a lot of nights at the pub, a few spontaneous ones, drinks after training down by the river, um, that kind of thing. Jeez, that sounds nice. A few beers by the river, Rifty. Yeah, mate. So they've pretty much gone the opposite direction of our, our club, but... When we first come, it was all young blokes around the club, no families, and now, yeah, Ed Dog's got the little one, and there's a few more babies, and we we'll almost have to get a, a bloody a crash going in the club rooms uh, once I we think, start back up. I think within the last two, like between 2019 and by the time the season starts, or midway through next season, there'll be about ten new babies that have been born at the footy club in that time. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah, I and think we, we, got, we haven't got 10, but I think we've got five in the last 12 months, I think. So, yeah, yeah I think the, the character of the social functions might be about to change again. <laughs> and as you said, Rifty, when we got there, you know, I was a young one at 19 when I got there, and now we've all got kids, and it's a, it's a scary thought to think that. Happy good news is, though, mate, the juniors will be running around very strong in a few years' time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well... It's time for our favourite part. We we and um, Osaka Dingo's had some good answers. Uh, Matty Gale had some good answers for the Osaka boys for these ones. So it's time to throw some of your teammates under the bus. Um, so, which of the players would you say at the club is the class clown or the joker of the group? That's pretty. There's uh, a guy um, Anthony Quinns. His name goes by Oceans. And I, I ask anyone at the club, and they'd give give that answer. But we actually, when we have the BNF, he organises these whole separate awards, which goes for about as long as the BNF. So we give all the serious awards, and then he's like, "Oh, can I can I do a bit my bit now?" And it's yeah, yeah. So, oceans. <laughs> what what are some of the awards that he he brings out? Oh, it's weird. Like he's like, he's, um, we've got a guy Doug, who's American from um, Portland's plugger. We we call him big guy, and he, he loves like saying which train we're going to get on and what platform and stuff. So he gives like the logistics award and gives him a toy truck. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I reckon we need to get him on the phone with uh, our very own Bear Trap, and because um, yeah. uh, he's he's dying to get his own award segment at the at the BNF for hours. He's he's been the the MC for the night, but I know he just loves to start dishing out his own awards. The fact that the Bear Trap could then legitimately have take shots at people, it just gives him more opportunity to take pot shots at bikes. It's right up his alley. Yeah. Well, he, he did. He was a bit like Ricky Gervais at the the Academy Awards last year, giving pot shots at people. So, so I mean, you give him another whole other segment, he will love it. He would take that with two hands. Yeah. He might. He might like charges to be MC for once. Yeah. All right. So who who's the biggest uh, party animal for the Goannas? Uh there's a guy. He's one of our best players too, um, Nathan. He's like he's an absolute gun player. Um, and at some point in his life, he must have gone, you know, party or, or athletics, football. And he, he went down the party route. You know, he turns up two minutes before the game with the big headphones on, you know, runs out, kicks the first three goals. Um, yeah, irregular at training, I'm going to say, but he's, he's first there for, um, for, for a night out in Rapongi. Yeah. That's, That's you, Nathan. Fun. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a slight feeling this may be you, but uh, who's the person who takes the game just far too seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Doug, or Big Dog, we call him, um, American guy from Portland. Um, unbelievable uh, commitment to the club and knowledge of the AFL um, for, for an American dude. Yeah, fantastic. So, so you guys are you know, going to take a trip down to Osaka for the weekend to play the Dingoes. Who's the one bloke at the Goannas you would not want to room with on that trip? <laughs> uh, I think I've been accused of snoring a few times. Um, but let me, let me see. We, we did this... Um, I think we did like a Vox Pop a few years ago and everybody said this one bloke, but he left the club five years ago, so I probably can't, can't say him. Um, you might, <laughs> I'm going to say Nathan again, but, but he actually might be the best guy to room with because he just wouldn't would never show up at, at, at the room. You get you get a room to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on uh, which way you look at it. You might get the room to yourself, but he's barging at 4 a.m. in the morning waking you up wouldn't be too much fun. But um, yeah. all right, who's got the best nickname at the club? Uh, he's probably the biggest club legend as well. I'll go with um, Travis Wilson. Um, so nickname Arms. And I, I remember my first training, the coach was sort of organising drills and he's like, and Arms will do this. And like, yeah, I didn't have to ask anyone who Arms was. You know, I was pretty, <laughs> he's a massive guy. Um, he's been playing Goannas since 2003, I think, and still still in the top five players um, in the team. Um, his, other, his other nickname is Words. Um, so the, the arms is like, he's got big arms and the words is he doesn't have a lot of words. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. All right, mate. Um, thanks, Ed, for joining us and uh, educating us on the Tokyo Goannas. Um, but where can everyone go to sort of follow along and, and share in the journey of the Tokyo Goannas? Yeah, um, Great just to follow on Facebook, Instagram is probably the easiest. The website's um, updated, but all the latest news comes up on the on the social media. 
Um, and yeah, a bit of engagement is always good. Um, there's plenty of ex-goanners in, in Melbourne. Yeah, it's, it's nice seeing them when, we're, when the live streams go and commenting on the, on the game and things. So yeah, if anyone's interested uh, in following, do that. And it also, if you're just on a holiday in Japan, snowboarding or whatever, like please get in touch. Um, yeah, in footy season, we, we watch the games at, at the pub and you know, if you want to come down and train as well, be, that'd be great to have you. Yeah, nice. We, we might have to try and look back through some of the photos of when we played against the uh, the Warriors and see if any of the boys have ended up at the Goannas. And uh, ho- hopefully the bloke that put Dicko to shame and and <laughs> sculled a beer better than him uh, ended up at the Goannas because uh, that was a whole lot for me. But uh, <laughs> thanks, Eve, for joining us, mate. Um, congrats on the, the uh, premiership for the season and uh, good luck with next season. Hopefully uh, you get crowds at, at the next one when you're raising the trophy again next time. Yeah. Cheers guys. And um, yeah, big ups for what you guys are doing as well. Like the global footy is, is a big thing these days and it's only growing and yeah, you guys bringing it home to Australia, I think is, is awesome. Um, the raising awareness that we're all out there and um, yeah, appreciate it. Um, it's it's our pleasure. It's been uh, quite fun learning about the club. So yeah, thanks again for joining us, mate, and uh, take care. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Coppercast with the President VP. Uh, if you want to go check out the social media and follow along with all the other clubs that we've spoken to and follow along with our journey. You can head on over to Facebook. You're going to head over to Facebook and follow the Sandown Cobras uh, Football Netball Club for all the previous catalogue videos. Um, Instagram at Sandown Cobras FNC, at Twitter uh, at Sandown Cobras, or you can follow the Cobracast page. Uh, that's at Instagram and Facebook at the Cobracast Press VP. It's all one word. And you can subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. Just search the Cobracast for the present VP. Lovely. And uh, make sure you subscribe and leave a, you know, give us five stars, mate. Bump yeah, us up yeah. in the world. We're, we're making waves in Germany, apparently. So uh, let's make waves all around the world. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, Siri, play the Cobracast with the present VP. Now playing podcast Cobracast with the present VP.